This is At Risk Radio. Welcome to At Risk Radio. At Risk Radio is a show where we talk about leadership in the church at risk. My name is Mark Stafford. I'm the host of the show. I'm here with David Witt. He's the CEO of SOM International. David, you just just got back from the 25th graduation with our India Church Planting School. David, tell us what's going on. Yeah, Mark, I was so inspired and encouraged just by the whole time. And what I wanted to title today's leadership podcast is really the leadership of the Holy Spirit, because what we saw was the Holy Spirit working in us and everyone else in orchestration of unity and collaboration. It's a long trip over to India and when we first got there and we yeah. left our hotel the first night just to recuperate and in the hotel lobby. And when you're in the restricted world, you got to be discreet at times and, you know, be aware of what's going right. on. And India's up there in the top 10 there persecution uh, nations. And, right. and yet times, you know, you feel freedom and, and it's a very religious nation. So it's not like they're immune to religious expression. And they assume most Westerners right. are Christians. And we got to brunch and the team of us and we just felt freedom to pray. And so we, we right, prayed right. just our table. And, and, and then a little bit later, this uh, Indian woman comes up to our table and says, are you Christians? And we said, yeah. She immediately said, well, the Holy Spirit told me to come speak to you and tell you my testimony and and, and just thank you. you know." And, and so she said she's a Brahmin wow. background, which is the top caste priest caste in, in India. And she, oh, really? five years ago, had sti- uh, spinal stenosis. And so it was the closing mm. of the uh, squeezing down of the nerves. And so she was, she got paralysis all on her left side and her health was shutting down, mm. struggling. And she, all she knew was Hinduism. She was crying out to all these different gods, she said. And a, and a person had befriended her, and a Christian, and just started loving her and just, and then and gave oh, the really? Bible to her. But she said she read the Bible, she didn't understand it. So mm. she, after she tried everything, she just cried and said, God, if you're real out there, you have to reveal yourself to me. And then she had a vision of Jesus coming to her. And Jesus said, I am your Lord. I will heal you. And and touched her body. And she was immediately healed of the spinal stenosis and strengthened. And then she sought the Lord and she was filled with God's spirit. And um, and for five years now has just been led by the Holy Spirit. And uh, and so she's now continued to share with her family. She's seen uh, 10 family members come to Christ. She's had all her family. Most of them don't want to come Christian, she says, because they're scared to death. But she says, anytime they have problems, they always call her to pray. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> and, and so then she, and she ultimately said, you know, I, my husband was with me and she said, I was, I took my food. I was going back up to the room. And she said, the Holy Spirit spoke to me, go back to the dining room. And she said, but Lord, I have hmm. no one to I have no one to tea with. And, and, and he said, you will eat with me. Go back to the dining room. <laughs> and oh, wow. she said she was just there. And the Holy Spirit pressed her, go talk to those men. Ultimately, we sat down with her and her husband for an hour and a half and got to just speak into her because she said she had all kinds of questions. She was a new believer, didn't know anything and many things. And we just got to encourage her. Well, she encouraged us by her childlike faith. And she just really listens to the Holy Spirit for everything she does. And she's being a mighty witness for Christ. Wow. Wow. You know, there seems to be these stories that come out of, you know, of the Asian world there, uh, the some of the, you know, the Hindu world, the Muslim world that are different than what we experience here in the States. They, they seem to be 
you know, seeing visions and dreams and and uh, being led by the Holy Spirit in really a, a different way than uh, sometimes we experience. Have you seen that to be the case a lot of times when you're there in places like India, David? Yeah, I, you know, Mark, I don't know if different is the right word I'd put to it. I'd okay. probably put in a, in a full manifestation, a full measure, because, you know, I, I know people in uniquely in the United States being certainly led by the Holy Spirit, but there are times where sure. you just, it seems like a greater measure because they need that measure, you know, and, right, and, right. and yes, and it's, and because it's the, there's such darkness, there, persecution, difficulty, they need a, a big measure of the Lord, you know, in the Holy Spirit. So yes and no, I guess I would say it's just when we're in desperate needs, uh, and to the major port as the major given. And certainly this sister, you know, is in a dark area of the world and, and she has a pure heart. I mean, her heart was so sweet mm. that she just is a channel for the Lord's love. David, what had brought you to India? Now, I think that there are uh, leaders are going out all over the place. So tell us a little bit about what took you to India in the first place and what you were able to be a part of there. Well, Ultimately, you know, it's the relationships we built uh, there. And, and, and I think, again, the leadership of the Holy Spirit, he leads us to intimate relationships with each other. And, you know, um, and Pastor Singh and I are very intimate friends now. I mean, I consider him truly one of my best friends out there. I have, I have a good, you know, block of, of best friends now because guys who know me and we trust each other with our lives. Right. And, and, and Pastor Singh's in that list because— we we love the Lord together and we're able to collaborate together and so you know we have these we went over there for the church planning uh, graduation graduating now over since 2011 um, over 14,000 we've been able to empower you by lighthouse uh, sewing and discipleship or church planning schools and these these wow. people are on fire they just love the Lord they love India they love they're praying for their the president and the leaders there even though they're persecuted by them they it's an amazing humility and through the Holy Spirit and after the break mark um, I'd love to share a story a couple story I have one story from a lighthouse and, and a story from church planner that just really inspire me again to the leadership of the Holy Spirit, how the Holy Spirit's leading us to the, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, and collaborate for the greater glory and same people free. Okay, well, when we get back from this break, we'll talk more about what God is doing in India and how he's impacting the lives of thousands of people through the church planning ministry at Spirit of Martyrdom. We'll be right back. At Risk Radio. Lost Story Cinema presents a new feature film, the story of Frank Higgins, the lumberjack sky pilot. More than any class that's lived in our land, these lumberjacks can truthfully say, no man cared for my soul. The church has forgotten the prodigal while caring for the souls of the saved. 30,000 men? Men to whom God is dead. And Sunday is the harvest day of iniquity. And the saloons and brothels. But you were there, willing. Willing, yes, but are not ordained, you see. The Duluth Presbytery is not going to ordain an uncouth lad who hasn't even finished the sixth grade. Ever since I was a young lad in Canada, I've wanted to pilot men to the skies. Aren't you the lumberjack sky pilot? I am. My brother heard you preaching. He said you're a fellow who never leave a lumberjack down. I'm too low and vile for even God to do anything with But God brought me all this way to find you. Based on the true story of an ordinary man who would become a giant. The Parish of the Pines, coming soon. 
For more information about this film and to learn about a movie premiere near you, go to theparishofthepinesmovie.com. theparishofthepinesmovie.com. Welcome back to At Risk Radio. I'm online with David Witt. David Witt is the CEO of SOM International, and he just got back from a trip to India for the 25th graduation, over 1,100 students at this graduation. And David, you've got a couple of stories you want to share about what God is doing through these students who just graduated through the, um, you know, the church planning school that we have there. Yeah, and really in my heart, as Mark, we tell you about, is really the leadership of the Holy Spirit today. And so I got to demonstrate, continue yeah, yeah. on this trip where we got to interview a graduate from this just two weeks ago. And this graduate, he was 20, he's 25 years old, and he was 20 years mm-hmm. old, so just five years ago. He's in a village well, mm-hmm. at part of a caste who are all professional beggars. So they beg on the streets, the really? marketplace, the temples, the railways, on and on. They raise their children to be beggars. There's, uh, there's hmm. no education. There's no focus for even cleanliness. So it's filthy society, certainly by our standards, and... Because uh, that draws, you know, compassion and and you know people giving money to the beggars. They that with the money they get, they go and buy their meager food and alcohol. So it's a very broken society. They worship trees. They said uh, that because they're part of Hindus and tree gods, and they uh, have witch doctors to take care of evil spirits and problems, and they sacrifice pigs on a regular basis to appease the gods and the the demons. And five years ago, it came to a, a just a pinnacle of problems, conflict of the, with the families. And this one uh, family was being oppressed by an evil spirit of difficulty and oppression and fear. And so they went to the witch doctor and told the witch doctor what was going on. And the witch doctor said, well, this evil spirit came from your neighbor. So you're going to have to go back to your neighbor, grab together with your neighbor, come to me and do a, a, a pig sacrifice and a and sacrifice to the gods to get rid of this evil spirit. And so the, the man went and confronted his neighbor and saying, why did you send this evil spirit to me? And the neighbor was insulted by that and said, I didn't do that. They got into altercation and it got became so bad that three uh, people got killed in the altercation where it spread wow. between the you know the two families. And so now there was terror over the family, over the whole village. No one wouldn't even go outside. And there's conflict inside with all these families, obviously drunkenness and carrying on all kinds of debauchery and depravity. And so this young man was wanting to help. And so he even made uh, an idol out of mud, he said this time. And people were coming and worshiping this idol. And he was leading in prayers. And this in our network, one of the church planners heard about this being led by the Holy Spirit, really had love for the and compassion for this village because they're in such problems because even some of the villagers were starting to leave and his mother was even saying we need to leave this village so it was coming that bad and um so then this church player one day came and found this young man 20 years old again and he told the young man he said if you pray in the name of jesus you cast out this evil spirit and the young man said guru that's what they call him they're like teacher spiritual leader he said guru we have too many gods in this village already we don't need another God. Take your God and go home. Yeah. And so that huh. so that church planner went home. But then that night, a woman got an evil spirit and terrorized the village. The witch doctor couldn't do anything about it. So after a few days, this young man started thinking about what that guru pastor said. 
And he thought, well, maybe the name of Jesus can help because nothing else is working right now. So he told his friends and family, I'll take the name of Jesus. So he went to the woman possessed and said, I come to you in the name of Jesus. Out in the name of Jesus. And the woman rose up in just ferocity and power. And she said, don't take the name of Jesus. Don't take the name of Jesus. Screaming it out three times, he said. And he immediately struck his mind like, wow, this demon doesn't like the name of Jesus. This must be a powerful name. (laughs) So it emboldened him. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. So so he goes even more with confidence. He goes out in the name of Jesus. This time now she got really bowed down and got meek with her hands folded and spoke softly, please take any other name than the name of Jesus. Please do not use the name of Jesus. Well, now even more, he's emboldened. He goes, out in the name of Jesus. She threw herself down and said, no, not the name of Jesus. Don't destroy me. And he said, will you leave permanently? And the demon said, yes. He said, out in the name of Jesus. And suddenly he said that demon was gone. There, She went limp. There was peace. There was a smile came on her face. And and immediately, there were a big crowd watching this whole thing. So uh, immediately then, the crowd thought he was a big guru, a uh, priest, you know. And then he went home and destroyed yeah, all yeah. the idols of his uh, home and pictures of idols. And his parents thought, oh, no, the gods would be angry at you, at, at you. And he said, no, we have Jesus now. He's the name above all names, the king of kings. And so then he went and sought out the church planter, heard the gospel, got saved, he and his family. And he said for five years, people have been bringing him people possessed with demons, and he's been casting out in the name of Jesus, sharing the gospel, joining that church planter in ministry. And he said, in five years now, there's no more alcohol in that village. The families are unified. The children are singing to Jesus. And it's affected, uh, Mark, 50,000 people in the greater area. I mean, wow. I was so humble. And, he, and then he's, and he just graduated. He just graduated from the school, 25 years old. And he said, now that I graduated from oh church place school, he says, I'm even more pumped up for Jesus. I can't wait to go everywhere with the name of Jesus. Wow. <laughs> wow. What an amazing story. That's incredible. Yeah. It's incredible. And I think that just underscores the, the incredible work that God is doing uh, with the church planting ministry in India there. And there are Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of of guys just like this. Well, yeah, he represented one of eleven hundred uh, over eleven hundred graduates we had this time. That's one story, one yeah. worker, and you just multiply what God's doing in Asia, uh, India specifically. But this is spread out to all over India and Sri Lanka and, and spreading north. You know, so yeah, we're just. We're so inspired and encouraged by what God's doing. Now, there's a whole other side of this ministry, too, with the light shop, uh, sewing schools, and the discipleship ministry that's really geared towards the women in these areas. Uh, David, tell us a little bit of a recap of what's happening there. Maybe tell us a story about what God's doing through the Lighthouse ladies. Yeah, well, again, the Lighthouse is such a part of the leadership there. And again, it's the leadership of the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit's the real leader in our life. And when we follow the Holy Spirit, right. then we become leaders with the host of heaven. I mean, just God shining his lights. Well, we are the light of this world of Christ in us. And right. uh, we have to interview a Lighthouse lady. And again, that's six months. It's not humanitarian support. It's discipleship. But they use the the sewing machines for a business, a micro business in their home to sew garments. Right to make money to for their home. So that that's life-changing. But the mo- the main thing is they're building relationships and discipling others, even though they're not 
schooled and, and educated and um, can read and write. And so I got to interview one right. of the ladies who just graduated. We gave her a sewing machine. So she, she's going home to mm-hmm. a very persecuted village, fundamental uh, Hindus who go around and they'll stop any meetings. They threaten other Hindus of, you know, coming, not coming to Christ and then threaten Indians who come to Christ to go back to Hinduism. So she's been, she's been found out to be a believer. Her husband is a fundamental Hindu. So mate stress there. And even from her, from her children. So she's alone here. And in, in her house church is, is a few kilometers away from this village that she has to go to. And, and it's secret. She has to do that secretly. And I mean, I'm so humbled. Um, and Mark, she yeah. is pers- part of the persecution. She can't use the village well. So we found out she has to walk literally one hour away to the wa- daily water, put it on her, get a couple gallons of water, put it on her head and walk one uh, hour back. So two hours round trip every day for her basic water necessities. It was humbling. So wow. Mark, you'd think here's an oppressed woman. You'd think she's beaten down. She had such a sweet smile. She kept on saying, but I have Jesus. Jesus has given me yeah. everything. Wow. Jesus has given me hope. I'm praying for my husband. I'm praying for my village. One day I know God's going to have a witness of, of a house church here in our village. And I mean, I was so humbled. This woman who by worldly standards has nothing but by godly kingdom standards has everything uh like the widow's might mm. and and so he to me again this is why i was so impressed mark with the leadership of the holy spirit that brings unity that brings power brings love and the last thing i thought mark you know and i'm just curious your comments is really also god news you know part yeah, of people yeah. who hear these stories and like the story of the lighthouse lady and think wow how depressing how sad or even the the c- corruption that young man was living in the begging tribe, uh, you know, how depressing, how sad. And yet, you know, people today, if you if you continue to listen to broadcast news, it brings fear. And yet the news yeah. that the spirit of martyrdom brings is sometimes sobering, but yet it always comes with that silver lining of hope, of faith, yeah, of right. love. And and that's why we I invite in the leadership of our listening audience to really start praying about what are you listening to? What are you looking at? Mm-hmm. And we invite you to make sure that you're reading the stories of faith. You're, read our newsletters, read our book, get other kingdom-minded ministries too. You know, in, uh, saturate yourself with that information so that you could deal even with difficult news with ultimately having some hope and through the Holy Spirit. Yeah, I mean, how much more effective would it be to be getting your news source from something like Spirit of Martyrdom and then spending time praying for believers and then being encouraged by their stories, right, David? Amen. And that's our hope. That's what we want to energize the body of Christ in America for the waxing of faith and the unity and the solidarity with the body of Christ around the world. So we stand in unity with them. But as we serve them with our prayers, with serving with our giving, they're serving us with their faith. Their boldness, right. their actions, and 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 together we lift up His glory and building His kingdom for a better, truly a better world. Mm. And I hope that those who are listening to this broadcast are just hugely encouraged when they hear these stories of God-sized faith uh, coming from these people who oftentimes don't have a lot, but they have Jesus, and that's really more than enough, you know. And you can get involved with those who are risking much for Jesus by simply subscribing to our newsletter. Um, our newsletter comes out every month. It features stories from those who are serving on the front lines in the most restricted areas in the world for the gospel. And you can sign up for that at atriskradio.com. You can also help this podcast by 
sharing it with people, sharing it with a friend, um, leaving a comment. We, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love for you to share this with other people so that they can also be encouraged by the good work that God is doing all over the globe. And lastly, At Risk Radio, SOM International, they're crowdfunded ministries. So we're supported as you sign up to be a monthly donor or as you buy, well, donate in exchange for a book in our bookstore. Uh, you can visit the SOM bookstore at sombookstore.com. So until next time, my name is Mark Stafford. David, it's been a pleasure to be here with you and to hear what God's doing in India. And this has been At Risk Radio. You've been listening to At Risk Radio. For more, go to atriskradio.com. At Risk Radio is a production of SOM International.